Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and Football. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm talking about Manchester United's 3-1 win at home in the Premier League against Burnley. Uh, I'll tell you something, right? I'll tell you something. Can we just like skip the first half of games? Because it's been quite re- quite a regular thing for Manchester United and the same thing applies to this game. A slow start in the first half usually not scoring sometimes scoring but usually not scoring picking things up in the second half you know Donny comes on score another goal Greenwood score you know all that kind of thing uh going one the up letting a, letting a goal in that that sort of thing can we just like skip the first half of a game can, can we just play a 45 minute game of football because there seems to be this lack of urgency in the first half for Manchester United and it and it happened again in, in this game today. Uh but overall uh it's it's weird because there's two questions you've got to ask. Okay, are you happy with the result? Obviously, you know, three one win. Are you happy with the performance? Um I mean in terms of okay, am I happy with the first half? No. Am I happy with the later parts of the second half if you want to call it that? Yes. But it's it, it's 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 just becoming a game of two halves for Manchester United, and uh, it it is very very frustrating. But you know, when when you've scored the second and the third goal, and you're very very happy, and you know Cavani scored the third goal and great assist from Donny and all that sort of thing, you do tend to at least in the moment forget about the first half of that. Like, oh, you know, don't 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 worry about that bit of the game. And obviously, when I come on here, I've got to try and remember as much as I can about the game that I've just watched. Um, but, yeah, I think some of it is team selection. Not all of it, but some of it is team selection. I think some of it is coaching. I think some of it is players. I think some of it is the way that we play, uh, which can be down to coaching and individual players as well. I just think Ollie's got to get his midfield right, because you look at our um, team by the end of the game. We had Donny, Pogba... And Bruno all on the same pitch. And things were just really ticking. You know. I think things were really kind of going. And uh, something you would want to happen more often. But I suppose with it. It's it's a strange. I've sort of noticed something with Oli as well. Where in some games. Where we tend to start off nervously. For no particular reason. It's just kind of a mentality thing. We tend to start the game with Fred and McTominay. In terms of protecting the back four. Which gets into a whole thing about. You know Lindelof and Maguire. But games like this just prove that, okay, if you don't start the game so nervously and so slowly, you can um, take the lead earlier in a game and then relax later in a game. Not completely relax, because obviously you don't want to concede late goals and things, but to just kind of... I think the next step, one of the next step forwards, next steps uh, forward for Manchester United needs to be getting rid of that first half nervousness and anxiety, um, and that come that does come from Fred and McTominay in the midfield. Uh, they don't always work. They don't. They just don't provide the front four with quite enough. But the really strange thing about that is as well. Because how that, to, to me, how that system is supposed to work is Fred's supposed to sit back and, like, you know, get get stuck in and win the ball and pass to McTominay. McTominay's then supposed to pass it forward to, well, anybody. And then you're supposed to press forward as a team. 
But there was an awful lot of times in this game. Now I don't know if this is McTominay's fault or the coaching or he's been told to do this or whatever. There were so many times in this game where I looked for where our midfield was. Because there was a lot of times in the game where we attacked. And it was like Rashford, Greenwood and Pogba. Or like three players on the attack. And I was like where where is the rest of the midfield? You know, you got to move up the pitch together and be... You know, it's only Burnley. you got to just be less nervous with that. And when we can get to a point where we're starting games like that, not finishing games like that, obviously we finished today's game like that, and obviously we kind of destroyed Burnley in the end. So you got to get that to a point where, okay, Fred and McTominay can play if McTominay pushes forward, because that's what he's got to do. Because um, if you notice, there's that chance that... Um, I can't remember who set it up for him. It might have been Pogba or somebody. Where McTominay had a chance and he moved forward. And he got the ball sort of near near the box. And he uh, caused a save from, from the goalkeeper. That's what you want. That's a box-to-box midfielder. And that's such a vital... I mean, oh, every, every role in this team is vital to the way the team, you know, works. But that's a particular important part. Because that box-to-box role of McTominay... Or whether it's Van Der Beek doing that, or whether it's uh, Pogba doing that, if he's going to be playing there or whatever, it's such a vital sort of um, from m- movement thing from back to front because McTominay playing next to Fred doing a bit of defensive work, and then Fred moving the ball forwards, passing it to somebody, and then McTominay's got to move forward with the rest of that team. It's a bit of a numbers thing as well because then if I, and I noticed it in this game a lot, if McTominay doesn't become part of that forward movement and stays back. There's just not enough players in the attack, and when you're especially when you're playing against somebody like Burnley, who are going to park the bus when you're on the attack. There's just not enough. It's a player ratio thing. You end up with sort of three v six or something, or three v seven maybe, and uh, it just makes the job of actually creating chances, letting them scoring them, so much more difficult. Um, and I noticed it so many times in this game as well. So many times McTominay just sort of stood in our how in our half or. Uh, on the on the halfway lines, you know, move, 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 just moving forward, move the whole team forward. Uh, I mean, Luke Shaw gets forward more than what McTominay does sometimes. So I, I, I don't know what to what to kind of make of that. Apart from that, uh, let's talk about the goals themselves. Go to the summary. Uh, Greenwood scoring a couple of fantastic goals in this game. The first one, of course, assisted from Rushford. Very, very good goal there indeed. Uh, again, as I said in, I think it was just the last episode that I I did, which was the. Um, the uh, the uh, Europa League game. I've forgotten who we played now. Granada. Yes, the second leg of the uh, Granada game. So many games sometimes I forget them. Um, Greenwood, when he's in that sort of position, will tend to give you something. And that's very, very good. Uh, it's just the case that... I, I mean, I did notice again a few times Greenwood on the wing just being kind of isolated again it's just it's sort of hindering his game a little bit and uh it is it is a little bit frustrating so there's that but great goal first from greenwood and uh really really enjoyed that then we went and conceded how long after was it 48 two minutes later they got a corner and scored i think we defended very very poorly today um sure burnley could have scored burnley probably should have scored at least one if not maybe two more goals uh, so it was Tarkovsky, I think his name is. He's got Wambasaka, Lindelof, and Maguire all on him. Especially, and Maguire's supposed to be the one that's like you know our big presence in the box and that sort of thing. And he still gets his header off and scores. What? What is? 
what is going on there? I mean, there was a little argument of like, okay, maybe he fouled Maguire. Now, Maguire's got to be... I, I do often find not only just basic mistakes with Maguire and Lindelof, but they do tend to get muscled off the ball quite a few times. Um, and it, that's a huge problem, especially from something like a corner as well. So really, really disappointed with that goal. More zone and working again. And uh, that was very disappointing. Uh, move on to... Because, uh, yeah, nothing happened in the first half. It was just one bissaka getting booked. Uh, move on to the second half. Um, as, you know, predicted in in the script. It, it, it's probably in Ollie's script. It must be past the 80-minute mark when I bring Van der Beek on. He comes on for Rashford, who looked a little bit injured. Hopefully he's not, because Rashford was great today. I uh, thought Rashford was fantastic. Plus, he assisted Greenwood's goal. So, this is probably the best Rashford has looked for quite some time. Probably because in previous games, he was actually playing with an injury. And wasn't fully fit. Which is, as I very clearly stated, and as pretty obvious. If you're injured or not fully fit, you're probably not going to play your best. You know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you're like... Just to compare it to other jobs. If you're like a plumber or something and your hand is hurting... You're not really going to be tying all the nuts and bolts properly together. If you are a... Um, uh, I can't think of any other jobs that I could compare that to. But anyway. Um, if you're injured for a particular job in a particular way. And you can't do it. Then yeah it's going to be a problem. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you... It's going to make you do your job worse, which is the whole point of what I'm talking about with Rashford. But uh, Van der Beek came on for Rashford. Uh, interesting sub there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, shortly after that, uh, Greenwood scored uh, his goal with an assist from Pogba. Again, just Greenwood, you know, in the in those deadly areas of the pitch, uh, scoring. Um, again, that was a little bit deflected, that goal. But um, it was still a very good finish, nonetheless. I still think it probably would have led to something if it wasn't deflected but uh a good good goal for greenwood nonetheless then they made us a couple of subs and uh then things really just got ticking on uh luke shaw made a really good tackle in our area i uh, got passed to a few different players cavani running onto the ball he then passed to i think it was straight to van der beek maybe and then uh, van der beek put it across back to cavani and a simple little tapping goal. I'll tell you what. Alright. Just to be. I know I'm quite negative sometimes on this podcast. I'm rightfully so. Greenwood and Cavani. I, I really just enjoy seeing them score goals. They they score. Because I enjoy watching a good striker's goal. You know. Like a, whether it's a good hit. Or it's a. Um, you know. A good sort of poacher's goal. Which was Cavani's one here. Or, or Greenwood's type of goals. Where he's sort of like. In and around the edge of the box. And he sort of slots it in the bottom corner. I uh, I really like those sorts of goals and uh, just seeing it just seeing it happen again this week because uh, we did that pretty much against um, uh, Tottenham on l- last week Sunday um, with uh, with with some of those with Greenwoods and um, with Cavani's goals and obviously Fred weirdly scored as well um, but I really enjoy seeing it. and it I, I just I think it just proves a point about Donny as well which is. Um, you need to do what's the? It's it's getting quite frustrating with the, like it's great that it's brilliant that he came on and he he con- contributed to a goal, and um, you know showed kind of what he's worth. But are we just gonna? Because there's no midweek game this week. By the way, we go to straight to next Sunday, so we get a little bit of a break. Uh, are we just gonna go straight to the next game and in the Roma game after and just have Fred and McTominay, Pogba, 
you know, predictable kind of lineups. Because uh, that might be an issue as well. Because we often play the same players, sometimes the opposition might be thinking, okay, we know it's probably, you know, that Fred and McTominay player or Rashford or Bruno, Cavani, Greenwood, s- some combination of those types of players. It just it the my one of my biggest problems and one of my biggest annoyances of Ollie is he just doesn't rotate this team enough. Because um, how many of our because I've pointed out before Maguire, probably Lindelof, Wambasaka, Bruno, Rashford, all play most of the games, most of them, and I get it if they're in form you got to play them sometimes. But how many games has Bruno, someone like Bruno, played this season, and Maguire? Because um, the only the only time he takes them out of the team is when they're injured or suspect or they can't play. Like on um, Thursday when we couldn't have McTominay, Maguire, and and Shaw. Um, but it's okay to make subs and take out some of your big players for other big players. Uh, like I'm not talking about you know if Pereira comes back next season and you sub him off, you, you sub him on for Bruno. I'm talking about something like giving Bruno a rest and giving Van der Beek some more time or those those sorts of things or not being afraid to use players like Diallo and you know using Cavani a bit more uh, or some of our other players so I don't know it's a, but uh, anyway good goal um from from Cavani really good sort of tap in goal and uh, I love to see that sort of thing so good result in the end good performance in the end but if you just delete the first half then we can just start the second half, I suppose. I wonder if, um, let's say, uh, this is a very hypothetical situation, right? Let's say someone went into Man United's dressing room and they said, hey, there's been a change. There's not going to be two halves. There's just going to be one half for 45 minutes. I know it never happened, but just let's, let's say hypothetically, like, like no half time. It's just one half of 45, right? Would, would, would you see, um, would you see the first half version of May United? You know, this slow, kind of annoying backwards-sideways thing where the team's too nervous to attack quite clearly? Or would you see the sort of like, hang on a minute, you know, if we don't do something, we're going to not win this game. Quick, let's up the tempo. As opposed to as opposed to when you start a game and you think, okay, quick, you know, let's up the tempo from the start, try and get an early lead or, or do something earlier. I wonder which version of the team you'd see. Obviously, you, we're never going to find that out because that would never happen. But... Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm quite interested in how that kind of works for 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 this team. Um, so yeah, but that's pretty much my thoughts on the game. Um, I'll talk about some more of the the players and things in the actual player ratings, and I will see you for all that and some housekeeping and things in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself, or maybe both, depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. 
If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, let's do a little bit of housekeeping, uh, and then we'll get into the player rating. So, recently on Entertainment Talk, if you're interested in our other podcasts, uh, I started to post the Let's Play videos of my Last of Us 2 Survivor Difficulty Unlimited Ammo playthrough. There's three of them available on the website. There's six in total. Uh, the others are on you. They're all on YouTube because um, they're embedded from you, the YouTube video. I stream those on Twitch, eTalk UK on Twitch. Uh, if you're interested in those, they are available, the archive versions, on YouTube. And they're slowly being put onto the website. Entertainment Talk plays on YouTube. You can check those out. Uh, there's a 2-0 Granada win, 4-0 on Aggregate. Very good. Uh, the Roma game isn't this... Th- I thought it might have been this Thursday, but it's actually next week, Thursday. So uh, there will no, there'll be no midweek football this week, I don't think. Uh, so... There's that. Uh, we're back with our Breaking Bad podcast, Season 2, Episode 1. Uh, if you want to watch that, well, you should to listen to the episode. Uh, AMC in the US and then Netflix in the UK. We did cover the first season, first season as well. Uh, gaming Talk this week, we talked about The Last of Us getting a remake for some reason. And uh, Days Gone 2 is not happening, at least currently. The pitch that Sony was given by... Um, Sony Bend has been rejected unfortunately and we also talked about some uh, Kojima what could be next for him and a whole bunch of other things Uh, Analyzing Television episode 9 Netflix is paying a lot of money for the rights to Knives Out 2 and 3 so we talked about that and they're doing a deal with Sony as well so lots of uh, interesting streaming wars discussions to be had there Fear the Walking Dead is back for its second half of season 6 season 6 episode 8 is the newest episode look out for my episode 9 podcast tomorrow 3-1 Tottenham win there was the podcast for that 5 years of entertainment talk uh, celebrating well 5 years of entertainment talk uh, talking about some different topics and things which was last week Uh, me, Bex, Gray, Robert and David all talked about a topic each and we also talked about everybody's episode count and first appearance on entertainment talk so we talked about all that you can find all that on entertainmenttalk.org and you can also search for us on podcast platforms. Uh, Dean Anderson, I wasn't very confident in him today. I'm going to give him a four. Um, that set piece, or not really set piece, that incident where he kind of like jumped out over Lindelof, whatever it was he was trying to do, and sort of punched the ball or whatever, when Lind- Lindelof had already headed the ball away, and Henderson like fouled Lindelof. Almost uh, a bit, bit, a bit too uh, Fabian Barthez esque for my liking. I mean, I liked Barthez as a goalkeeper, but he was a bit too, uh, a bit too adventurous, a bit too um, 
uh, came out of his goal a bit too much, if if that's the right way to put it. So uh, yeah, I just I I don't know something about Dean Anderson just didn't work for me particularly in this game. I'm going to give him a four. Wan Bissaka I thought was much better today. Um, again, uh, still struggling somewhat in the attack, but again that could be that right hand side partnership. He was with Greenwood last time. Now he's with Rashford this time, and he doesn't often know who he is going to have as his partner on uh, that right hand side. Usually, but uh, I'll give him a average six. I thought he was pretty good today. Uh, he did have a period of play where he tried to attack uh, the Burnley goal, and then he ran the ball out for a goal kick. But uh, I'll forget about that part, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, there you go. Uh, Lindelof and Maguire. I thought they had a really poor game. I'm going to give them both a four each. Uh, Lindelof or Maguire should have headed the ball away, or Wambasaka. They were all there, or the goalkeeper could have punched it, or something else could have happened. Um, but that was disappointing. Um, just yeah, just not great from from those two today. And I'm not going to dig into that because I'll be repeating myself yet again, and I don't feel like doing that. Uh, but I'm going to give them both a four. I thought they were very poor today, and that's disappointing. Luke Shaw, I thought had a good game. Um, got forward more than McTominay, which is weird. Uh, I'm going to give him a. I tend to give him a 9, but I might give him an 8. You know, I'm just going to give him a 9, whatever. Uh, I'm going to give him a 9. He was really, really good today. Again, um, McTominay, I'm going to give him an average 6. Just didn't quite get forward enough for me. Whether it's Ollie telling him to do that or McTominay himself deciding, we don't know because we're not in the dressing room. But, uh, and just too many sideways backwards passes for my liking. Uh, just didn't quite get on with McTominay today. Fred, I'm going to give Fred the same, I'm going to give him, what did I give McTominay? Average 6, I think. I'll give both of them an average 6. Um, yeah, I just don't think they were particularly great today. Fred won the ball a few times, which is good, but uh, just just lacked a bit for me today. That that mid, that mid Those middle section of four players, Lindelof, Maguire, McTominay, Fred, just didn't really quite work for me today. Uh, Rashford, I thought Rashford looked very bright. Hopefully he's not come off injured again, but hey, you've got a week off, Marcus, or... Seemingly, I don't know if they. He'll, I don't know if he'll go to training midweek or, or whatever. But uh, he hasn't got a game for for another week because uh, the team hasn't. Uh, but I thought he looked really, really bright and uh, yeah, re- really, really good play from him today. Just uh, not not nervous from him. I like when our players, any of them, just try and play with confidence and try and make something happen. Because otherwise, what are you doing? But uh, I'm going to give him a nine. I thought he was brilliant today. Bruno Fernandez. I'm going to give him an eight. I thought he made a few mistakes here and there, but I still thought he had a very, very good game regardless. So I'm going to give him an eight. Uh, Paul Pogba. Um, I'm going to give him a nine as well. I thought he was really, really good. It's just I've really enjoyed Pogba's form as of late, and it's good to see him kind of combine with uh, with uh, with Bruno sometimes on the pitch. It's very, very good. And uh, there was an interview, I can't remember if I said this on the podcast or not, but there was an interview, his post-match interview in the Granada game. He talked about, uh, you know, the, the guy The guy asked him, um, you know, do, do, are you okay with playing on the left? He was like, yeah, I'm comfortable with that as long as he's helping his team and, you know, that, that's all, you know, he's okay with playing in the middle or on the left. Uh, it's sort of like a left attacking midfielder. It's not really quite a left winger, but sometimes he can go out that far. So it's a bit of a weird hybrid between the two of them. Uh, but if he's happy with playing there and he, and he plays well there, then I'm not going to moan about that. So, uh, but yeah, it seems to seems to be in a better place, Pogba, definitely, in terms of terms of the team and things, which is good. And he's in good form, which is good. Uh, my man of match, Greenwood, 10 out of 10. Um, two fantastic goals from him today. Uh, just looked to be getting involved. Greenwood never really... Greenwood 
it's it's very rare that Greenwood isn't direct with the way he plays football. He always looks to just kind of move forward. Um, sometimes he passes it sideways and backwards because sometimes you do have to do that. But usually when he gets the ball, he does sort of that like stuttered run forward. That sort of like he he's ready to kind of trick the defender or you know make him unsure of where he's going to go. Because yes, Greenwood's very heavy on his left foot, but he's got a really good right foot on him as well. And um, that's uh, that's that's a very good thing for his for his age. I think I said that in the last episode as well. But uh, fantastic from Greenwood today. And uh, I just I just think we should stop playing him on the right wing. <laughs> So, uh, but that right wing is just such a huge problem uh, for this team. So, there you have that as well. Uh, that's uh, that's not everybody actually, because there are some subs. I almost forgot about those uh, substitutes. Cavani, I'm going to give him a nine. Brilliant, really good finish. Uh, good game from him today. There was only two subs actually. I kind of didn't notice that. Van der Beek, I've got to give him at least an eight. Uh, that assist was brilliant. Brilliant piece of play from him there. And uh, hey, to impact the game like that within 10, well not even 10 minutes, he came on in the 84th minute, so about 5 or 6 minutes worth of game time. Um, really good stuff, really good stuff from uh, from Donny van der Beek, and I'm very, very happy about that. So yeah, that's my thoughts on the game, um, get a bit of a break myself. There will be, by the way, another episode today, uh, it's going to be a um, 2021 Summer Transfers predictions. Again, predictions, I'm not telling you who's going to leave or join the club. But I'm just predicting based off of think both players that I want to leave and join and players that I think will leave and join. So a little bit of a combination of both of those things. Uh, certain swap deals that might happen. What do we do with the goalkeeper situation and the Pogba situation and players that are out on loan like Lingard and Pereira and uh, and Delo as well. Uh, so look out for that episode. These these should both be getting uploaded around the same time later. So well not later right now because you're listening to it now. But uh, look out for that episode later as well. I thought I'd do it now instead of the end of the season. So because otherwise it'll be a bit too close to the transfer window. So that's that. Uh, one other thing to talk about as well. There's a lot of information about this European Super League. You can just go and throw that in the bin. I don't care about that. Um, I just yeah that's I just no I I don't want that. I mean, I don't need to do a whole podcast on that because I've got very simple thoughts on it. But, um, no, I'm quite happy with, you know, having a Carabao Cup, an FA Cup, two sort of like, you know, English Cup competitions. Trying to get into the Champions League, trying to get somewhere with the Champions League and then trying to get somewhere in the Premier League. I like the way that system works. I think it works well for Manchester United. Um, And, uh, no, I don't... think just the because you've got like a mini league at the start haven't you the, the group stage game where it's you and three other teams but that's very very short it's very very close quite often having a league where you'd have i don't know how many teams are intending to put into this thing but a league of like 10 or something and you play each other twice i don't think that format works well at all for uh for, for european games um the idea sounds kind of like just fancy or whatever like oh look you play Barcelona and then you play Real Madrid and then you play PSG and then you play you know the top top European teams um they're also uh, what well, one thing I found very strange is like oh Arsenal is going to be in this why are Arsenal in a Super League they're 10th aren't they 10th in the they're about 10th or 9th aren't they in the in the Premier League um that's that's another and that's another advantage is okay you putting just because Arsenal is a big name club and they're having a terrible season. You're going to put into you're going to put them into a European Super League. What part of Super falls under the category of almost finishing tenth? 
you know, when you're in the top four, which is a lot more difficult to do than the top ten, and you're like, oh, can we get into the top four? You know, it's an interesting race for the top four. And this year has been fascinating. You know, you've had Liverpool and Tottenham trying to do it, and West Ham in the in the mix, and Leicester there, all trying to compete for the top four. And there's not enough space for everybody, and everybody's fighting for that spot. That's a lot more exciting to me than like, oh, let's because Arsenal are a big name team, or whoever, or Tottenham or whatever, who bloody like sixth or seventh to put them in. No, do do the top four like it's traditionally been for. God knows how many years, probably even before my before my time, um, and just have those four teams qualify for a Champions League, and then hey, if you finish fifth or sixth or whatever it is, or you finish third in the Champions League group stage, you're demoted to the Europa League. It's so just so much better. So that's my thoughts on that, and uh, I don't want it to happen. They're only in th- they're intending for it to happen, I think, in 2023. So we are still a little bit of a ways away, but. Uh, Hey, maybe the Premier League teams can be like, no, we don't, we don't want to do this and just like not participate or something. I'm not sure. It's, it's very early days for that. But that's my thoughts on that situation. Anyway, let me know your thoughts on the game and the Europa, 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 Europa Super League or whatever the stupid thing's called. Let me know your thoughts on that. Uh, I'd like to very much just throw it in the bin and keep the Champions League in Europa League because I think that they work. So let me know your thoughts anyway on that and everything I also mentioned today. Methodentertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalk UK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. So please let me know what you think of everything that I've discussed. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to find everything else, we do entertainmenttalk.org for TV, video games, films and Manchester United podcasts. Thank you all for listening to everything that we do. Uh, so check out the other content that we've got as well. Uh, there is what's the other thing Patreon and word of mouth of course Patreon $1, $3 level tiers for ad free podcast and review options word of mouth and social media you can tell people that you know to check out uh, the content that we've got social media Twitter, Facebook whatever share their links around on that or put them in Facebook groups if you can David's running Geek Town Geek Town and Geek Town Radio please check those out as well um, for uh, TV and film news run by David Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays check that out as well as I said with Twitch, uh, Bex is streaming on there. Twitch, Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, that's for Bex. Sorry, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, that's for Bex. Go and give her a follow over there. You'll be notified when she goes live. Check me out on Twitch as well, eTalk UK on there. If you miss the streams, just remember Entertainment Talk plays for my side of those streams as well. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you, I guess, next week. There will be podcasts in, in the midweek, but not for many eyed. Uh, but look out for the predictions uh, for the transfers episode as well so thanks for listening and uh let's remember that we're supposed to play in the first half so thanks for listening i'll see you next time goodbye